Champaign, Illinois native Emily Harrington coming to you from Kitchen Table Studios in the ever-evolving, sometimes boring, flatlands of Champaign-Urbana for the next podcast episode of Hyperlocals, where townies and transplants share their tales of tears and triumphs, losses and wins, so stay tuned to catch the characters behind the beloved Twin Cities of CU. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the next episode episode of the Hyper Locals podcast. This is a special ep. This is my first part two, and I am so excited. Back by popular demand, I cannot tell you how many people have asked how these particular guests are faring in current day. So it's taken me about nine or 10 months, (laughs) and we've gotten them back this recording feels better. This recording feels better, yeah. Okay, we're not going to give any spoilers, so no. let's just do a little backup. Okay. April 9th, 2022 was our first recording, okay? Today is what, guys? Da-da-da. January? January 10th. January 10th, 2023. We released episode 7, IVF and Hope, on May 3rd, 2022. And where we left off on that recording was you guys were struggling to get pregnant. Mm -hmm. You had two rounds of IVF, $30,000 invested. You were going through the bills, Excel sheets. You were going to take a break. Yes. Because you did not want to emotionally go through it again and physically for that matter. Yeah. The IVF part. Yes. Yeah. So we were just going to. Play it loose and fast, fast and loose. Yes. Okay. And there was kind of a big moment towards the end of the podcast where, Jordan, you said that, and I'm going to get my notes so I can make sure because it does get a bit technical. You said on January 3rd, so almost one year ago, you had a hysteroscopy. Yes. By recommendation of the doctor. Yes. And this was because you had undiagnosed endometriosis, almost stage four, to clear scar tissue. And this is a quote from the first podcast. It was so bad that your entire fallopian tubes had attached themselves to your stomach cavity. Yes. Okay. So I asked you in that first podcast if that had been caught in the beginning of the pregnancy journey. Yes. If it would have been easy for you all to get pregnant. And you kind of said, well, we just will never really know. Yes. Is that true? Yeah. I, I don't think there's any way of, of ever knowing if that's true. Yeah. Okay. You mentioned that in the beginning of this journey, I hate to use the word journey, so I apologize. A nurse said to you, has anyone ever discussed your endometriosis with you? Yes. And... Her personality, let's say, was off-putting. Yes. 
and it kind of just shut you down. Correct. So you were just going with the flow. Yes. It was when you were at the clinic, you often see different um, nurses or sonotechs, um, just depending on when your appointment is. And this particular one was not my favorite. And that's okay, because I've heard from others that they enjoyed her. I think everyone hmm. has a particular um, type of person that they like to work with. And she had done a sonogram to check for cysts, which is a normal part of the process. They can't let you move forward if you have anything showing up on your ovaries. And she questioned me and said, has anyone ever said anything about endometriosis? And at that point, I had had at least 20 sonograms. I mean, you name it, we've had it. And no one had ever mentioned that. And I was so put off that in a quick appointment like that, where she just is supposed to be looking for specific things, she would question me on something like that. And I was already off put by her a little bit. And Mm -hmm. so we just kind of pushed it aside. Like, well, somebody else would have noticed this. I've had two doctors, you know, at that point, I think we had already had an egg retrieval. So they would have been up in there in there. So we were like, okay, we had had plenty of procedures at that point where in my mind, I thought, oh, we would know that we would know if I had endometriosis at this point. So that's why because of so much invasive procedures and tests Mm -hmm. and scans and sonograms, you thought surely somebody would have caught this. Yes. Okay. So you get your tubes cleared, for lack of a better word. Yes. Okay. The scar tissue is now gone. Yes. Is that a good place to kind of pick up? Sure. Okay. I think it's good. What happens next? So they tell us at our follow-up, which I think it was like a three or four week um, like recovery process. Mm-hmm. And um, essentially they tell us we have safely, because I'm, I'm a very detailed person, I need to know exactly what I should do next and how, yeah. how I should do it, that they could safely say that we would be hypothetically clear of endometriosis for six months. They cannot predict past that, how quickly it would come back, how... Oh, it comes back? It does come back. It does. Yes. For a lot of people. Now, they can't tell you if you are one of them or if you are not, um, but they can safely say six months is a good point. So in my mind, we had six months to try naturally okay, before we could feasibly expect maybe some growth, maybe not. We wouldn't really know. Oh, my God. So. Okay. So it's like go time. Yeah. And again, you're tracking, you're doing all those things. Yes. Mike, I wanted to ask you, because we did kind of brief before this, if you felt um resentful that the endometriosis wasn't caught i wouldn't say resentful you know it's always easy to look back i guess yeah and say hindsight's 2020 yeah i think the main point of us talking about this what we're talking about right now is that just always take everything that a medical professional that you're seeing i think take that seriously you know if your personality doesn't necessarily match with uh one of your medical professionals personalities that doesn't mean that what they're saying is not true necessarily it doesn't mean mm. that they're right also but i think it's everything everything that any medical professional is saying is worth following up on at least looking into asking mm-hmm. another person getting a second opinion even if they're cold-ish or you don't like their yeah, vibe i mean yeah. What they're saying is still valid. Yeah. And to me, what I've, I mean, my mom worked in a hospital. She was a nurse for years when I was growing up. I think we talked about that in the first mm-hmm. podcast. And that's the kind of personalities that you find in hospitals. You find a lot of people that are very impersonable. I think you find a As lot of people. As you do anywhere. That, yeah. And then also, I think, and I don't know because I'm not a doctor or a nurse, but I think that they're kind of trained not to necessarily get too personal with their patient. 
depending on what the deal is, I don't know for sure, but mm-hmm. I've always felt that that was something that yeah. I've been told. And I think to some degree we had so much going on at that point and there was so much information and that was one more thing to worry about or to you know put into your brain as a as an issue yeah um that it was really easy to be like well she's the only one we'll just put this over there sure this was a one-off thing she must have just saw something no one else has seen it it was very easy just to say okay we'll forget about that for now okay yeah nobody else said anything about it before or after really until yeah you know a year and a half or two years later yeah and how was it ultimately discovered? It was never discovered. We did the surgery that we had in January a year ago was, um, I hate to say exploratory, but it was kind of exploratory to see what they could find in there. So I wouldn't say it was ever discovered. I okay. had no symptoms. I didn't have normal symptoms. Of- right. You said everything was balanced and fine. Yeah. And I never had pain. I never had back pain. I just didn't have the typical symptoms. Wow. What did the nurse see, that first nurse that said something? Because I don't know. Yeah, it would have been like um, a different looking type of cyst. Okay. Is what she saw. Is she still around? Yeah. She's the fir- she's the nurse that I went to and that she was the first one. <laughs> Jordan silencing him. Oh. she w- Okay, we'll, we'll talk about it Well, we later. just don't need to say her name, but you can, you can say I it. I don't know what her name is. I don't know what her name no, is, yeah, and I barely know what she looks like. <laughs> Well, we should send her a letter maybe or something. I think we probably will at some point. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, now we at those six months. Yeah. So in my head. It's go time. In my head, we have six months to try naturally. Now we likely had more, but in my very analytical brain, it said, okay, this is what we have. So we decided, I think we said, we ended on the last one saying that we were trying naturally and we did. And on the, my first cycle that we tracked in February, um, and I, I think we left this out of our first podcast. Yeah, as soon very... as we shut off the mic, yeah, <laughs> Jordan drops the mic. Yes. Okay. Um, that we had gotten pregnant with our February cycle um, and then miscarried that um, pregnancy in the middle of March. So what did that look like? Because we had tracked so closely my cycle, I knew exactly when I needed to test um, and we did get a positive test from that. And I think I ran to Walmart oh at like five thirty the next morning and grabbed like, I don't know, five or six more tests and took those and they were all positive. So we called the doctor right away. So that would have been a weekend. It was a Saturday that I took my first test. So we couldn't call until Monday. Sure. Yeah. So we went in to do blood work. Okay. To see. Um, and what they're looking for is for your numbers to double uh-huh. each day. And we knew pretty quickly that my numbers were not doubling. Oh, shoot. Um, And so I think we did five rounds of blood work in that first. So five rounds of blood work in seven days, I think. We did just to be sure. And so although it was a miscarriage, it was very early. Yeah. Um, Do you have to get a DNC? We did not. Okay. We did not. And then... Meaning a surgical removal. Yeah. So from the date that we knew we were going to miscarry, I think it was another eight or nine days until I actually miscarried. Okay. So just kind of... A heavy period kind of situation. Yes. Yes. A heavy period and... um, Really, really... Yes. A lot of pain. Um, So you knew it was happening. Yeah. I did know that it was happening. Um, And so, yeah, that was the middle of March. How did you tell Mike... When the t- test was actually positive. Sure. Um, it was really... And I'm afraid, I bet you were like peeing your pants. No. I mean, I don't know if you remember the day, Mike. Um, it was really anticlimactic because I think you 
are so protective of yourself yeah. after everything that it was like, I just kind of, I think I just walked into the bedroom and was like, oh my, this test is positive. I was asleep. Yeah. <laughs> and she woke me up with a pregnancy test in my face. Yeah. And she's like, Mike, Mike, Mike. Mike. It, was, it was, and I was shaking. We've never seen that right. in our entire five or six years. After how years. many tests? How many tests do you think you've had? I was not testing. I was not a tester. Oh, you okay. So this is your not. first pregnancy test. Um, No, because you have to take them periodically throughout before procedures and stuff. Oh, okay. So I had taken tests along the way, but sure. I was not a test, which I know a lot of girls who are in IVF test all the time. I was yeah. not one of them. I couldn't okay. deal with that anxiety. So. Yeah, it was our first. So was it like two pink lines or was it the electronic says pregnant? Both. Oh my God, Jordan. There were about six of them. (laughs) Yeah. All on the same day. Did you take pictures of that? Oh yeah, I have them all on my phone still. What was your reaction? Were you shocked? Yeah, I mean, I was a little bit in disbelief. Oh my I was a little skeptical. Yeah, I will say. I think we both felt really skeptical. I think that's a good word for it. After being through, um, you know, two years of this stuff. Yeah. And I will say the the week of the the blood test um, was really stressful. Okay, it's really stressful because you're just waiting for these numbers to drop into your portal, and so you know, and you know what they need to be, and so you're not focused on anything else besides making sure that these numbers double, and then they come back and they're not. So then so, you're like, okay. So was that disappointing? I mean, I know it was yeah. disappointing, but you weren't surprised. Is that a good way to put yeah. it? I remember this, actually, because what happened is, yes, the numbers weren't doubling like they were supposed to. And we're like, okay, this probably isn't real. Mm -hmm. But at the same point, we got a positive test. So we're like, okay, something's good about this because, you know, uh, we haven't had a positive test like this before. And we've done this naturally at this point after your surgery yeah and um, the first cycle so it was our very first and cycle. it was the very first cycle oh my god so we were actually a lot more optimistic yeah. about it than negative about it and i also will say that as far as miscarriages go i didn't realize until we went through it ourselves that there's so many different levels of miscarrying like i always just had my small-minded assumption of what a miscarriage was and this is i mean there's so many different ways to miscarry mm-hmm. Meaning surgery or at home or pill induced or or what you know like a they call it a chemical mm -hmm. pregnancy yeah yeah and I think to some degree Mike thought that there would be something oh interesting like not just blood not just a heavy period Mm -hmm. oh you thought you would see a baby yeah I always thought that you would see like some form of like some physical something so interesting and luckily i say luckily it's hard to say luckily goes to show how uneducated i well i was there's a lot of intricacies to it but we were early enough that we didn't have to deal with any of that was mike involved with the miscarriage at all we actually were not at home oh we had a weekend trip planned oh um, shoot for my mom's my mom's birthday at lake of the ozarks and because we didn't know when it was going to happen, I was like, well, I don't want to put our lives, you know, on hold for this and just sit at home and, you know, and so we went ahead and went. We and- weren't going to miss Lori's birthday. <laughs> Shout out, Lori. <laughs> um, and so we went ahead and went and no one knew that we were while we were there. They didn't know for a long time um, after, but. That um, you were pregnant and or miscarrying. Yeah. No one knew. You didn't tell a soul. Mm-mm. And it was that Sunday when we were headed home is when it started. Okay. Um, so so luckily I just was able to sit in the car for like six hours. Holy schnoz. Um, but it was a lot. It was a lot. Really? Worse yeah, than you expected? Definitely worse than I expected. 
But I also didn't know what to expect. I mean, you know, the nurses were fantastic at talking me through it, you know, because I asked all the questions of, you know, what's going to happen here? Um, They were fantastic at explaining it. And um, so I knew, but I didn't know. You don't know what your body's going to do. So it was a pretty miserable couple of days. But I'm surprised you didn't know. Like, Mm -hmm. so also on that weekend for Lori's birthday, we were supposed to be. Every year, we've gone down to St. Patrick's Day weekend, Lake of the Ozarks. They do a boat parade. And that's what it is. Every year is a boat parade. You're on a boat. Well, yeah. Not your own boat, though. It's like a big yacht type of deal where you're sitting at a table, whatever. This was the first year, because of all the COVID stuff, Mm -hmm. that they actually decommissioned the boats and people were riding around on buses and riding through all these windy roads through Mm -hmm. the backwoods of the Lake of the Ozarks to different bars that are all over this lake. (laughs) So you got the smell of bus exhaust in your face and uh, you're riding on bumpy roads, winding around everywhere. So it made it that much worse (laughs) for her. Yeah, but we made it. We made it through and... And I think we came out on the other end. We didn't tell people for a while. Why do you even... think you didn't tell your parents? Um, because... We didn't want to take away from that weekend, first of all. Yeah. Mm. And you... I would ruin... I mean, for them, like, we have to deal with it either way. But mm. if we can time it up so it's not going to take away from other people's enjoyment of a certain weekend or celebration, yeah. then... And we're just constantly sharing bad news. That's what you talked about on the first podcast. And you were you so sick of it. just sharing bad news. Yeah. And we knew that it would crush them when we were both okay. Yeah. I wouldn't say that we were great, but we were okay. We we had figured it out for the two of us that we were optimistic and that we had um, we had a different perspective on it, that we knew we could get pregnant. Yeah. So we came out of it really good where I did not think that our families would um, handle there it in as the well. same way. And so we waited. I mean, it was it was a while before we shared with them. Okay, so a couple of really terrible days mm-hmm. where you just have to kind of stay close to home. Yeah, oh yeah. And the pain subsides. Mm-hmm. And when are you able to get back on the horse, so to speak? Sure. So I had had that conversation with um, the nurses and um, we decided that for, so that would have been March. And now when you've been tracking your cycle for three years, you knew exactly when you were going to ovulate, you know, everything down. To, I mean, I could have probably got it down to the hour. I knew exactly. Well, the miscarriage had thrown us the cycle completely off. Oh, wow. So in order for me to feel good about it, I wanted to do a triggered cycle for April. Meaning um, you take birth control so I didn't do the birth control, but we were going to trigger my ovulation okay. so that we knew exactly when that ovulation was to get me back on track. Okay. Um, because now we're four months in, of in my brain, six months. That you have we two have. months left. So we have two months left. Okay. So I was like, okay, we're going to trigger in April, which we already had extra meds at home. Um, oh, just kind of, okay. Purchased, so we already had that stuff at home. Um, and then we supplemented with some other medication, just oral. and. At this time, you're like a MD. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I kind of felt like when I guess you can administer. I mean, shots at mm-hmm. this point. We were mixing meds. We were drunk. yeah. So oh I was a nurse. God. She was an MD. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that holds yeah. up. I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Then what? So April, we trigger cycle. Nothing happens. Ah, oh, shoot. And that's that was it. Like, oh my gosh. Like, how did we get? You know, because you're feeling good. We're feeling good. So, but the good news was, is I was back on track. 
Okay. But tracking. So I ordered on Amazon three ovulation test kits. Okay. And did all of them for 30 days. Every Jeez, one of them. Because I was like, we only have... Time know, is ticking. Time is ticking and I'm not messing around. And so... We're on a mission here. <laughs> and that's what you said about... When I asked you about being resentful, you said... I'm not resentful necessarily, but I feel like time. We've lost mm. time. Time. And that's what you guys are keep seeing that clock spin. Oh my gosh. Yeah, because everything takes a month. Every single oh thing God. takes another month. And it's not like a Time is days. the most precious commodity. Yeah, especially the woman's body, unfortunately. Yes. And unfortunately, you also don't realize that until the older you get. Yes. <laughs> yeah, right. So April, we triggered. Nothing happened, but we did get back on track. So for my May cycle, I did the three ovulation test so i knew very clearly what day i I would be ovulating and then we supplemented with some other meds mike's raising your hand do you have a question (laughs) that's the signal to go to the bathroom oh my god okay i'm gonna turn my uh clock off okay guys we're back mike had to take a potty break mike is back with us yes okay We have one month left in your six-month mental timeline. Yes. Right? Yes. And we've had a miscarriage in month one. Mike just popped a top. Mm -hmm. We've had a triggered cycle, and it didn't take. Nothing happened. Correct. And now what's happening? You've got a really good hold on your ovulation. Yes. Okay. Yes. So um, it would have been the end of May that I ovulated. So I would have taken my first test. So they talk about the two week wait a Uh lot. And that's the two weeks between when you ovulate and when you should take a test. Okay. So they call that the two week wait. So that 14 days at 12 days was my birthday. So June 3rd. Okay. And we were going out to dinner. What birthday was it? My 35th. Okay. My 35th. Okay. No. Yeah. 36. Oh, My 36th. Oh, We've lost a year. Dang. We lost it. Okay. Oh, COVID. <laughs> uh, so it's been my 36th birthday, and we were going out to dinner, and I was like, oh, I'll just, I have one test left from that previous pregnancy in February. I'll just take it. It's two days early. It would have only been 12 days past my ovulation, but I'll just take it and just see. So I'm standing in the bathroom. It's like 530. I'm being picked up at like 545. By who? My parents oh, and my shoot. sister are picking me up to go to dinner is Mike coming he's not because he's at work oh my god so I'm like oh I'll just take this really quick it's fine well do not recommend (laughs) taking it too early because I couldn't tell if it was a positive pregnancy test or an evaporation line and so I went into dinner that evening like okay well I could be or I couldn't I didn't have any more tests at home and you're also supposed to test on your first bathroom break in the morning oh sure yeah and so I had all these thoughts in my head like oh it's probably just the evaporation line whatever but in the very very back teensy little like corner I'm like wait a second like I've taken enough tests at this point like I think some something else is going on here so I did not tell Mike Mm. did not tell Mike until the next day I think I oh my god I think I waited because, again, after you miscarry, you don't want to get anyone's hopes up. So now even Mike, you're afraid of disappointment. Right. So I was like, okay. So I go first thing that morning. I go to Walmart again. Holy and I shit. buy so many tests um, and use it on my first bathroom of the day. Um, and <laughs> um, what I had learned from previous is that you want to see um, like the darkening of a line, like a line progression over a few days. And I did not previously know that. So... 
I did tell Mike because I got, I did a digital one. The, the oh yeah. Yeah. Day. I love those. Yeah. The next day I did a digital test and it came back positive. God. So then I obviously told Mike, but again, I think everybody wants to hear that we were like, you know, shouting from the rooftop. Yeah, so yeah. excited. But it was again, like super anticlimactic because it's the same thing. You're just <laughs> came like, into the bedroom and woke me up. With the Mike works late, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so that's why he's sleeping. it was also like seven in the morning, yeah, it's that's early because you're not sleeping. I do, and I don't work, I work nights, yeah. So, um, same feeling, same feeling, like very, and even more so now, nervous to announce it. So, I decided not, well, yeah, and this is not a recommendation that I want to make out to the world, so please do what you're comfortable with. Um, but I decided not to call the doctors right away, like we did the first time, okay. Um, I felt like the doing all the blood work was far more stressful. Oh, interesting. When there was nothing that we could do. Yeah, yeah. So whether my numbers were doubling or not, Jeez. there's nothing we can do about that. And so um, we did not call the doctor right away. So Jordan oh. decided to take a pregnancy test every day for the next two weeks. <laughs> oh, you waited two weeks? Oh, we waited. Oh, maybe. every day for two weeks. We made it. We waited I don't blame maybe ten you, days, at least a week and a half. We waited. It was every. It was like Groundhog Day. Yeah, and I would send a picture to him, and I would say it's darker. You'd send it to oh. Mike. Yeah, it's a dark. Or wake day. me up in bed. Mm-hmm. And it was every morning. There was a new positive pregnancy test yeah. in my face. So yeah. are you feeling no encouraged? Oh, well, yes, encouraged. Yeah. But at that point, I had no symptoms. I had nothing. <laughs> but like she was saying, you know, we're not doing the blood tests. We're not going to mess yeah. around with that because there's nothing you can do either way. Right. So we're just going to keep testing. Yep, at home. We'll spend the money on the pregnancy tests and we'll do yeah. those. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if it keeps popping up positive, then yeah. at we a certain point, it. which, yeah, like you're talking about, I don't know, 10, 14, yeah. 20, I don't know how long it was, it was but. Yeah, probably once we felt good about it then we're gonna announce it or we're gonna call the nurse or yeah. the doctor and say okay we and feel- i had started um spotting which oh, was a normal God. Which, well which is a normal you say part, it's a normal thing but yes but your, your reaction brain, was more like emily's yes, right here yes. like oh and then god I panicked yeah. and was like okay we do need to call the doctor now um but it was just implantation and she's doing google research on oh, every it's just the worst yeah yeah, yeah so oh um, shoot so we- so did you think this was it I don't think we were thinking anything, to be wow. very honest. Um, I think that I actually was once. Probably, I saw the seventh, eighth, or ninth positive test. Mm-hmm. I was pretty optimistic. Yeah. Again, at that point, they were like, "Well, we can't really do blood. We kind of missed the window for yeah, the doubling." Yeah, you're like, "Good." Um, so they did do one one blood draw just to see how high my numbers were, and they were exponentially higher than they had been the first time. But still, at that point, we were like, "Okay, well, we'll give this." We're still, I still was not feeling 100% confident. I don't know how you were feeling, Mike, at that point after the first blood work, but. I'm a positive thinker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm an anxious thinker, so. Yeah. Well, yeah. you've been through it. Yeah. Yeah. And you've been through a lot more than, you know, the pokes and the prods for the last two or three years yeah. and, and testing you having to do the tests on yourself and. Yeah. I'm so, a part of it, but I'm not, you know. He's kind of the cheerleader. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so our next step was yes. um, luckily coming from the fertility side. You have not seen a doctor in person yet. No. And we're about 14 days into the first positive test. Yeah. So we would have been almost five weeks pregnant at that point, oh just God. the way that it works out. Well, um, and so also since we talked about Jordan, her 36th birthday, she's considered a geriatric. Yeah. Advanced maternal age. Sucks. AMA is what Sucks. They, yes. They that's prefer. the. Medical Which term comes for it. with its own benefits. Girls, do not feel like you're old 
it comes with so yeah, many Yeah, a little more tender care. Yes. You get more attention. You get more sonograms. Absolutely. You get more blood That's a good point. You have a yes. team of doctors. Reframing. Yes. yes. It is true. It um, is yes, true. it's very, yeah. I yeah. And but coming, as far as pregnancy is concerned, you're older than yeah. normal. Yes, 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 yes. So we did have that extra weight of risks coming yeah. at us. Were so, you high risk anyway? Yes. Okay, okay. So we had the blood work. That was like around five weeks. And then we had our first sonogram at six weeks. And? And we sat in the car outside Shit. of Carl Clinic and had a conversation that was like, okay, if we go in here oh my and there's nothing, God. because I, you can't tell. I was oh, like, yeah, we con- set ourselves up for, okay, if this isn't, you know what, we've been through it before. If this doesn't come out the way we want it to be, we're ready for it. We're ready. We're okay. We know we can get pregnant. Yeah, so and we, we know that we can try this again. Yeah. Even though we're getting older, we're yeah. still, you know. We're good. This isn't going to be... The end all be all Correct. for us. No, yeah. yeah, yeah. So we really we had. It's not the end of the road. I, I mean. So we walked inside silently. Oh my god! <laughs> Nervous, and um, we saw what would be a baby within, I mean, like four seconds on the screen. I mean, they put the sonogram on there. It, Let's talk about that though a little bit oh, more in detail. There are we tears. Yes. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't say like audible crying or anything, but yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was instant. And you heard there the was, heartbeat. Yeah. But here's the here's the thing about that is this nurse that originally said, has anybody said endometriosis? This is the nurse that day that Shut did the sonogram and said that's up. she did a little uh, arrow on the screen, you know, and said it's a it's you know. She told you the sex then? No, 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 no not the sex. Oh, okay, okay. So there's a baby. So that's a heart rate. That's, that's a yeah. that's a heartbeat, that's a heartbeat and that's right the there. heartbeat that you want for. Talk about full circle. Moment. It is pretty full circle and. And, and I bet you warmed up to her a lot no, at that moment. No. I still, I still didn't. I, I was always like, warm to her. <laughs> I was always warm to her. Jordan, though, no. Yeah. I, I still say. left there feeling a little bit like I just had, I just had, had I mean, a she different. told us she graduated, that we had graduated from family no, medicine. Not, not yet. Wow. That okay. Because we had two more sonograms. After that. Yeah. There's that, a dispute it, here, the an fertil- internal dispute. At the mm. fertility clinic we did. She at least told us congratulations. She did. She, <laughs> I'm pretty sure she told us we graduated. She was very So good. we saw her the next two visits was the same nurse? I think we saw her the next visit. She okay. was our nurse. This once is we, all blurred. Once we sure. got a heartbeat, once we had a heartbeat, she was our nurse. Yeah. And that's the only nurse that I really remember from then before we yeah. moved over to. I think that's right. Next sonogram. Mm-hmm. Are you still going yes. into the room? 100%. Like there's not going to be a heartbeat. 100% had the conversation again. Okay, are you ready to go in? We're okay if there's nothing when we go in. Because at this, you have no idea if you're pregnant or not. You don't, I mean, you can't We didn't announce physics. to anybody anything oh, yeah, also. No, like also when we got a heartbeat, know. you know, you got to wait. Yeah, we had not announced. With everything we've been through. How many sonograms did it take for you to announce to your parents? So we actually, um, we had to tell Mike's family first earlier than what we would have normally liked because we were going on a family vacation. Okay. And we were going up to Michigan and we had, um, you know, some girls day and some winery tours and things. And I, yeah, it was just going to be too much to fake. Um, and so we told them when we arrived in Michigan and that was at like eight and a half, almost nine weeks. Two sonograms in you think? That was, so we had a six, eight. 10 wow. and 12. So depending wow. on where that landed us, I think we okay. would have had at least two or three. We had pictures to show them. Every sonogram, you have the same feeling. Every sonogram, still today. Jesus. Yeah. Do you want to talk about that? That feeling? Sure. The okay, jinx feeling, as yeah. you kind of called it. And I should say that Jordan would do part two under the 
amendment that I cannot release until after she gives birth, which is totally fair. So this will be released nine months after our original. Yes. And Jordan, tell me your due date. February 12th. Okay. And at the end of this, she's also given me permission to give a little announcement of arrival date and say that everyone's doing well and all that. Yeah. So tell me about this jinx feeling like you always gonna feel like the bottom's gonna drop out anytime absolutely 100 so from the day i took the test i would love to sit here and (laughs) talk about how wonderful it was and how like oh my gosh i was you know like the happiest and and don't get me wrong we were incredibly grateful and thankful and all of the wonderful things but it was really stressful it was really really stressful i had a lot of anxiety yeah um you know because they you know one thing is you know, like changes in, in your body. And sometimes the changes are good. And so then you're expecting that to keep happening and then it stops and you're like, oh my gosh, something is wrong. Mm. Um, so there have been a couple of like what I would consider emergency. They were not emergencies, but in my brain, emergency trips to the doctor to do a Doppler, wow, to do a heart monitor because I was just convinced that something was, was wrong. wrong. Um, and luckily the nurses are fantastic and they let you come in immediately. All you have to do is call and say, oh, they um, do. Yeah. Yeah. I need to come in. I'm, I'm like, I feel like something's wrong. And they come in and they put the Doppler on you and all is well. And then um, your anxiety subsides a little bit? Yeah, for like a couple of days. I mean, I lived appointment to appointment for a very long time. Was there anyone that you felt like you could talk to about it? This anxiety and mm, this fear? Not especially, no. Yeah. But I, I don't think that that's my personality either. Yeah, no. Yeah. Um, I think if I needed to, I would have. I mean, I obviously bounced a lot off of Mike and Mike took a brunt of most of it. But Mike has a different perspective on this. Yeah. Mike, do we talk about you don't feel this jinx? And you mentioned no, your positive and even, you personality. Know, yeah. So, I mean, and I wouldn't necessarily say that I have a positive personality, but I like <laughs> the idea of being a positive thinker and having positive, you know, energy, vibes, vibes or yeah. energy, right. And I think that there's a lot manifestation oh wow is, is maybe not a real thing but i think there's have you ever read the secret i've ever read no oh, yeah. i've never read it's it about manifestation yeah i mean i mean and it's a big thing these days with social media it's yeah. it's kind of gone viral about as manifesting things but without going too deep into it i do think there's something to be said for trying to stay positive about things mm-hmm. i mean there's been authors that have written books about this sure for at least a hundred years. Yeah. I don't want to say that we're like opposites, but I think we have a good balance as yeah. far as, cause I'm not necessarily an anxious person and anxiety is a real thing. Right. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. And so to be able to balance this anxiety, especially with the woman that's carrying the child and has to do all the tests, I think it's a good balance to have someone that can bring out a little bit of positivity or look mm-hmm. at what the positive aspects of every situation is. Yeah, that's beautiful. At least to try and um, reason with the woman in the relationship. So. Yeah, I think yeah. that's wonderful. Yeah. Do you want to talk about how your pregnancy has been? Sure. Okay. Actually, let me go back for a second. Okay. You are protective mm-hmm. of this child you're carrying yeah. and this information Yes. Very. and the name mm-hmm. and things surrounding the baby Mm. why do you think that is is it more Mm. precious to you because of the experiences you've had I think in my in my anxious brain giving out too much Uh means that if something were to go wrong that's even more we have to take back Mm. in 
So we told Mike's family around eight weeks or almost nine weeks. And then we didn't tell my family until around 12 weeks. Where did um, I fall on that list? Mike is the one I think who ended he up did. telling you. I don't remember. It was a group text. Oh, it was? Yeah. So let's say I'm like five. Okay. Five or six. I don't know. When was it? We were what in was the group? St. Who was, Louis. Who else was in the group? Just me and Andrew and Jordan. Just the four of us. Hmm. And we were at St. Louis walking back from a Cardinals game. I would say you were probably like our first friends yeah. just because of the podcast. Yeah. Yes. Originally. See, I feel I like was... I'm invested in this pregnancy. Well, <laughs> yeah. You are. Absolutely. You yeah. are. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. You are. Yeah. 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 Okay. So I'm like, it's a real feeling. Yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah. And so, yeah, we didn't tell. What was the date on that group text? I don't know. I'm going to have to look. But I do remember specifically we're walking back to our hotel. And so you guys celebrated when you got back? Yeah. What? I mean, there's the joy we felt. Yeah. Good. I mean, I'm happy for everyone who gets pregnant. But I feel more happiness for you guys well, because I don't think you'll ever take it for granted. Yeah. yeah. You know I what I mean? I, I get it. Yeah. 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 I wouldn't say more happiness. I know. I can't. I don't know how to phrase it. It's a different kind yeah. of happiness, right? Yeah. Because it's, um was so difficult. The challenge, yeah, you know? It wasn't as easy for us as a lot of people probably yeah. that you know. Yeah. Exactly. And we thankfully, so yeah, we waited till 12. We, we slowly told friends, um, mostly through text message. We didn't tell a lot of people. That's how you are though. Yeah. 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 I'm not a, um, You're not a gender reveal. You're not a. No, we did not do a pomp gender, and circumstance. A gender, which is a very funny story because I accidentally told my family what it was because there was a picture behind a picture. We were going to do it with them together. Accidentally. It was yeah, and see, accident. Mike's more of an open book. Right. Yes. Very much. Um, but our moms are also open books. So they saved us or me specifically from having to tell a lot of people because they were super happy yeah. to tell all the people yeah. they knew. So um, I got out of having to do that. Yeah. But then I did feel like when all of these people started to know, oh, like, oh, my scary. gosh, this is out of control for me. <gasps> like, and I started to feel like we need to rein this in. But all of these people oh know what are we going to do? There was a few weeks in there where I was really like oh, too many people know and this is going to be bad. This oh, is ruining Jordan. it for me. Or not ruining it for me, but it's it's going to ruin it that, that all of these people know. Right. Even though they would do nothing but love and support. Correct. Yes. Even though. It just started to feel very out of control. I would control. be the same way. It's just anxiety. Yeah. I would be the same yeah. way. Anxiety. Yeah. So slowly but surely, I think a lot of our family and friends found out. Close friends. Yeah. Um, we did not do a gender reveal. And you, do and you have regrets about that? I do not. Yeah. I love gender <laughs> reveals. I still have people asking me today. What we're having. Yeah. Do you, are you guys telling people it's yeah. going to be a boy or a girl? Yeah. And I think Mike would shout it from the rooftops. And he can. I do, yeah. We have announced it. Yeah. I don't think that we've announced it yet on this recording today. Do you want to announce it? Yeah. Go, go ahead, Mike. Shout, shout it from the rooftop. Oh, yeah. We're having a girl. Okay. And the name's going to be? <laughs> nice try. <laughs> um, we don't actually. We really don't know. We don't have a name yet. There's maybe a short list, but we haven't really even talked about any agreances on anything? Because yeah. Mike wants to see the child. Yeah. <laughs> Jordan, you don't feel that way. I do not, but I'm okay with that. You would have things monogrammed. Oh, Jordan's not gosh. okay with that. <laughs> yeah, we would well, have Jordan's anxiously. not going to go into the hospital room without knowing what the name of the baby's going to be. So okay. let's be honest about that, first of all. <laughs> so there's definitely a short list. There's a short list. There's a short list, there's but we don't list. know what we don't know exactly what we agree on. We yeah. traditional or unusual? Uh, unusual. A I little bit say. of both. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Emily, you have to do a Emily first and a middle. Unfortunately, Emily did not make the the short uh, list. Darn it. Jordan Jr. Uh, Michelle. No. Okay. No. Michelle, my mom recommended. <laughs> 
Well, can I announce the name on my amendment to the podcast at oh, the end? Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so stay tuned. Stay yes. to the end. There you go. For the final. Verdict. Find out the name. Okay, it might be Emily. What if it's Emily? It's not Emily. Okay. <laughs> what would you do? I'd freak out. I would be so yeah. happy. <laughs> but maybe I'll be a godmom. Okay, next. Okay. Pregnancy. Yes. How's pregnancy? Um, I would say for great. me. Yeah, for Mike. For Mike, it's great. For me, um, I think I have a very normal pregnancy. I think everything that happens to me is unexpected oh, because I did not expect to get pregnant. So everything that happens, I'm like, oh, this actually does happen. This is so weird. So I was sick a lot. Um, nausea. Nausea. Really bad. Vomiting? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, jeez. A lot. Yeah. And I mean, your your body, I'm a, I'm a pretty active, independent person, and that kind of goes away to some degree, which yeah. has been really frustrating. You can't eat. The same way that I want to say for me, it wasn't as normal as I thought it was going to be mm-hmm. coming into it because this whole time I've been expecting, like, everyone says, oh, they're going to have cravings at midnight to get, you know, whatever Taco food. Taco Bell. They, he always says Taco Bell. For me, yeah. I was waiting for <laughs> Mexican pizzas or cheesy crunches. You're excited. Yeah. I was like, I'm ready to, I'm ready to go to the drive through for you. I'm ready to do the 24 hour, whatever you're hungry for. I'll go get it. But mine is, and uh, so. now it's like she doesn't hardly eat anything or her meals, right? And I'm like, right. you got to, you're feeding two kids, yeah, or two people. It's not just two your, kids. your entire, <laughs> no, not two kids. Um, your entire taste change, um, and you like, there's a very like list of safe foods that I eat: bagels, cereal, really. Bananas. I have four weeks left <laughs> to try and figure out if we're gonna get any cravings or not. The, the cravings for me are more um like if i see something on tiktok a bowl of rice checks <laughs> really that's to eat no well sometimes but yeah. if i see like something on tiktok that like looks so good so i don't crave things specifically but if i see it and it sounds good i cannot get it out of my head wow but like cravings are not really i haven't really like had specific okay things like that so it's been pretty typical. I would say, yeah. But not enjoyable? Correct. Okay. Do you feel bad not enjoying pregnancy? Like, because it was difficult to get sure. here, should it be rainbows and roses? That's I think we're really more expecting question. rainbows and roses once the baby's born. Yeah. yeah. I think that's an interesting perspective. I, yeah. And then so, that, yeah, it's a good question for Jordan and not me, because I would say, yeah, it's been, it's been great. Yeah. I think that... Um, <laughs> Such a dude. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I think I feel... I really appreciate how active Jordan has been as far as... She looks amazeballs. Because when I think of a pregnant woman, I feel like, you know, they're always... I, I won't say always, but I... Puff Daddy. Uh, well, not even that. Just like not really able to do anything, you know? Sitting on the oh, couch, needs, you, yeah. you know, needs to be served. And we deserve every bit of that. Yeah, yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that. But Jordan has been completely opposite of that. Yeah. She's been... Keeping herself busy, doing things, getting off her feet when she knows she needs to, but... And I think that that does kind of come back to the anxiety of it. It's like staying busy. I think if I were happier and more comfortable, I think I would feel better just sitting back and... Sure. But that's just not how my brain is working at this point. Before I had my first baby, and we're talking about like before the baby was in my arms, right? Okay. I was very nervous and very anxious. Mm Mm-hmm about my life changing and how this would affect my relationships and things getting out of control in my household, right? Okay. Because of the time you've had to dream and think of this Mm -hmm. moment, 
do you lose that anxiety and nerves? And I'm talking about giving birth and the actual holding of the baby and caring for the baby and diapering and bathing. Yeah. This is for both of you. I don't have anxiety around that. Yeah, You'll be relieved, me, I bet. Yeah, yeah to um, me, it's not. To me, no. we've been through a lot. We've had to yeah. roll with the punches. Um, and I think that that's just going to continue through the birth of our child and then into the kid growing up. I mean, we're, thir- so, we're 35 weeks pregnant now and we don't have a nursery. Like, we're just very... That is <laughs> shocking to me. <laughs> we were late to this podcast because we're still getting work done to get this stuff set up. At, at the our end house. of the baby shower, Mike is a few trulies in and says, we're going to go home and build furniture. Trulies? <laughs> you, you, you did You were, had a truly. I had left. one truly. Okay. <laughs> because we ran out of high noons. Yeah. And Jordan was like, okay, sure we are. <laughs> we're going to go home and build furniture. Did and you I go did. home and build furniture? We did not, but I built furniture the whole next day. <laughs> so you're getting there. You're nesting. We are. We're okay. getting there. We're very we were nice. halfway done with one of the pieces and then Jordan finished it the next day. <laughs> she wasn't like building furniture <laughs> on her own. A goes into B, slot A, and yes. not she A. She did that oh, yesterday. Nightmare. She built a bed frame yesterday. Nightmare. Yeah. So. Will your anxiety subside when the baby is born and in your arms? I think she's I here. Love, I would love to say yes. Okay. I would love to say yes. I don't know if that's, that's the, the where it starts. Yeah. That's where it starts telling yourself. Yeah. That it's going to happen. That's your, these manifestation. I did not know you were such a manifester. I just am a big believer in positive thinking. But anxiety is almost, it's so hard to control. And I get that. And I understand that anxiety is a real thing, but I still think that positive thinking will help a little bit with anxiety. Yeah. Says a laid back person. Uh It's so easy. I agree with you. Mm Mm-hmm. But I work in a high strung kind of job yeah. and I can still deal with it. So I that's feel why like you're good at your everybody, job. Well, yeah, I don't even know if I am good at my You are. <laughs> I just feel like since I'm in those situations can deal with it, I guess I expect too much out of other people sometimes. Yeah. All right. I have two more questions. Ooh, okay. Okay. And this I asked on the last podcast and you guys were going to think about it and evaluate. Ooh. Okay. The blastocyst. Yes. That remains. Yes. What happens? That's actually because a lot has changed actually since our last podcast with uh, politics and Roe versus Wade specifically. Okay. And Indiana being a uh, anti-abortion state. Okay. So there's a lot that goes into that that we actually haven't really looked into and we really need to because if we have this, so there's options there with the blastocyst. Do we give it up to somebody else? Mm-hmm. Do we try to bring it back to illinois oh my god it's oh, a it's state line indiana. thing yes it's in indiana because of the whole thing that happened right right with our doctor and then us getting transferred over to indianapolis mm-hmm. well now indiana's got different politics than oh, illinois that's right wild. yeah so this is a whole other layer to that that we really haven't dug deep into mm-hmm. uh we talked about it right when roe versus wade was being voted on by the supreme court and then we haven't really talked about it since. But we do have one blastocyst still frozen and at the clinic in Indianapolis. And it will stay frozen for... And you pay storage fees on that? We do. Mm-hmm. Yep, we just paid them actually in December. For yearly or monthly? Yearly. Wow. What does that cost? Um, $350, I think is what. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you pay that out of pocket? Yeah. Wow. For the year. Okay, so more to come on that. Yeah. We'll do more research on yeah. that. So staying frozen for the time being... Um, to transfer is very expensive. So if we wanted to um, transfer that egg into me, um, the cost for us out of pocket would be around $10,000. Wow. But do we, so. we, I mean, 
what's the point of doing that at this point? That's, right? So that's where we're at. Okay. So we wouldn't really think about at this point doing that because we've been successful naturally and we hope to be successful naturally if we try to have another kid. Yep. If. 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 Mm-hmm. We don't know. We, we don't, don't know. Mm-mm. Interesting. We'll have to see how this one goes. Okay. Yeah. It'll go great. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Here is my final question. Okay. And I just want to back up one more question. Mm-hmm. Talk about the gender. Mm-hmm. How did you find out the gender? Was oh, that a surprise? It, yeah. It, Don't tell me it was anticlimactic. It was. It Jordan was, found out and it then it was, was anticlimactic for me. Yes. Because <laughs> like she was saying, she sent the picture to her family. Well, she no, had the no. one. No, no. Remember we found out through our MyCarl portal. Oh, that yeah. Stinks. Oh, there was an emoji. There was an emoji with a pink ribbon on it. Yes. Really? Yeah, and, but yeah. So when you are um, AMA or advanced, whatever. Advanced, advanced geriatric. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> We had the option to do extra genetic testing. Sure. Blood work. So when they do that at 11 weeks, 10 or 11 weeks, um, you get the gender in that. So we knew we were going to be getting the gender early through blood work and it was going to come through on my Carl portal. And I had asked to make sure that we didn't accidentally open it because we wanted to do it together and all of these things. So oh, we, shoot. we get the message and Mike was out on our patio um, and I was like, okay, are you ready? We're going to open it. And we... I go out there, we click the open button, and it says something like, we can't upload images into this portal. Oh, no. You have to call the office to get, to get your results. So I was like, oh, my gosh. So then we called, and then she, the nurse sent through this like emoji with a pink ribbon. So it was just kind of like, <laughs> we were super excited yeah, that yeah, I was yeah. a, girl, a girl. But but you would have cared either way. No. Oh, my gosh. I just no. Know. Okay. No, no. All right. Last question. I gave you this question heads up, so I'm expecting a very articulate answer. Oh okay. Okay, in a month, mm-hmm. when you're presumably listen to this, right, mm-hmm. and you have this baby now, okay, okay, and you might be tired and overwhelmed and everything is scary and new, what do you want to remind yourself of from this perspective today when you're in these last throes of pregnancy? Mm-hmm. What do you want to tell your future self in a month? When you're holding this brand new little baby. <laughs> I think we're already trying to tell ourselves yeah. this by kind of, there's been a lot of stuff at our house that we've put off for the last, you oh, know, shoot. six or seven years. And, and health so, stuff, Mike. Mike had a, like an elective <laughs> surgery. Yeah. yeah. Di- you know, going to the hospital. Mm-hmm. Do, yes, I did have a surgery and I decided, we decided that it needs to be taken care of before the kid comes. Yep. And so that kind of thing. Yeah. Stuff that we should have taken care of at the house yeah. six, seven years ago. Now we're all doing it, and we started like three or four months ago, and now we're yeah. rifling through it. So I think we're kind of preparing ourselves for that uh-huh. to be yeah. ready to be, you know, you're Just going to be there. doing stuff all the time. You're going to be busy all the time. You're not going to get a lot of sleep. Now I don't know about like the breaks, and like if I get two hours of sleep and then have to wake up, and two hours, I don't know about the breaks and sleep, how that's going to go. This is so, um, so cute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I just I feel it. like we're. I, I just yeah. a lot of people have asked us like, um, you know, like have you thought about uh-huh. whatever giving birth? This entire pregnancy, what I've told everyone is that we're very much in the moment. Yeah. So today I'm 35 weeks and two days pregnant, and that's exactly where we are. It's 35 wow. weeks and two days, which um, isn't really your personality. No, it's not. But I think that was a coping mechanism. Sure. Um, and so I don't know that we'll need a. I mean, maybe we'll need a pep talk. Maybe I'm being too optimistic here, but I think in a month. There's no such thing. <laughs> I think in a month we'll. I don't. I don't know. We'll no, be, I think that. Especially in the last six months or so, we've been good about taking things as they come to us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, planning things out as we know need to be planned. 
um, and then kind of knowing what's coming at us. So we know that we have a baby coming. We know that uh, we're not expecting her to sleep through the night. We're knowing yeah. that we're going to plan on getting up every two or three hours, and we're already arguing over who's going to be taking care of the baby on certain <laughs> nights. So, or where the bassinet's going to go. In a good way. So cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean, we're ready for it. To me, as a couple, we've always been good at adjusting to what we need to adjust yeah. to as far as, you know, living. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Will you let me babysit? Yes. What's your rate? Free. Free, free, free. <laughs> oh, free, yeah, free. absolutely. Every night. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are you going to try to breastfeed? No. Wow. No. I think I will be pumping. Um, and I, I know the value and I, I know that women love that, but that's not for me at this point. Yeah. Um, so we will be pumping. How much maternity leave? 10 to 12 weeks. I haven't really decided yet. Yeah. Um, but I have the availability to take 12 if I need to. So that's what we're looking at. Anything else you guys want to say that we haven't touched on? This is your final pod. Maybe. Oh my God. Maybe you can come back for part three. Maybe we'll have maybe we'll have our baby on. Yes, uh, that'd be wonderful. <laughs> Talk about like the first year. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Okay, stay tuned for part three. <laughs> <laughs> I think the only thing that I, if I want, you know, anyone to get anything out of this journey is, or our journey. If you're listening to this and you feel anything similar to what we feel, discouraged, is, is to. Always, always do what feels the best for you. Um, I know that we struggled with some doctors and some nurses and never feel like you cannot be a proponent for yourself. Yeah. Um, Make a change if you need to. If you're not happy or if you don't feel like you're getting the attention that you need, whatever level, it it is 100% up to you. Yeah. If you don't feel like you are getting the attention or the information that you need, then go find it somewhere else. Yeah. Do not stay with the same doctor if you're not happy with them. Do not waste the time. Yeah, it's um, too valuable. It is too valuable. Um, so always, always ask all of the questions and make a change if you feel like you need to. I think that's one thing that we could have done a little bit better is just being confident in what we were feeling ourselves. Yeah, in your intuition. Mm-hmm. Definitely our intuition, yeah. Mike, do you want to add to that or just second that motion? No, I second that motion for sure. Always explore all your options. Mm-hmm. Keep an open mind on everything. Yep. We're very happy with where we've gotten. It's yeah. taken two or three years, like I keep saying, but uh, here we are now and we'll see where it goes from here. This is a success story. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's some people still struggling. There so I, th- I think also there don't is. give up. And Absolutely, also, yeah. be comfortable setting boundaries for yourself. Yeah, you've um, been really good with that, I know Jordan. that, you know, if you, like, we, we had our first baby shower that Emily hosted for us uh-huh. just Whoop. a couple of days with ago. Devin, with, with Devin, with Devin. Um, just a couple of days ago. And um, if you're being invited to baby showers and you are struggling to get pregnant, it's okay if you don't go. Yeah. It's okay to set a boundary and say, I'm not comfortable with We that. talked like, about that in the first podcast. Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah we did. So, I mean, you be an advocate for yourself and, yeah. and be firm in, in what you, what makes you feel good. And during your pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Oh yes. Set up boundaries and do what's comfortable for yourself. Yep. Thanks guys. Uh, we yeah. talked about the first time we Ooh. did this, it was the first threesome and now I feel like this is the fourth or fifth threesome. I know. Now I'm real comfortable with threesomes. <laughs> yeah. So I'm glad that we broke you in. Nice oh, you're my Jordan. first part two though. We are. And now we're the first part yes. two. So. Yeah. And maybe my part three, it'll be my first part three. Uh-huh. Yeah. And we'll have little Emily. Yeah. She'll be cooing <laughs> <Yes>. and <laughs> <laughs> in the background. Yes, yes, yes. 
Well. No, she'll be laughing and giggling. <laughs> I can't wait to announce next the birth announcement of a healthy baby girl mm-hmm. and happy, healthy parents. Yes. Thanks, guys. Yep, thanks, Emily. Drum roll, please. <laughs> Phoebe Rayanne Aquino was born on February 14th, 2023 at 7.18 a.m., a Valentine's Day baby. How appropriate mom, dad, and baby girl are all doing wonderful. We could not be happier for them. Thank you so much for listening. However your podcast host of choice allows, please positively rate, review, comment, and give all the stars. Don't forget to follow, subscribe, share, and ring that notification bell so you know when the next episode drops. Also, search and follow HyperLocalCU on all social media. If I forgot anything or you need me, visit my website at HyperLocalCU.com. Bye!